My friends in Christ, if we did birthday cakes for Christmas, Jesus would have about 2,020 candles on his cake this year. But we don't do birthday cakes at Christmas, do we? We don't celebrate the immense age of Jesus. That's not what Christmas is about. No, we celebrate Jesus who, as St. Paul says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus who is Emmanuel, God with us, ageless, never old, always new. I have Father Timothy Radcliffe, the English, Dominican, and popular spiritual writer, who spoke here at St. James a few years ago on Good Friday, to thank for that insight. And it's a good one, I think. It's not Jesus' age that we mark or celebrate at Christmas. It's the simple yet stunning fact that Jesus once came among us and is still coming among us. And because of this, we have reason for hope. We have a future. Father Radcliffe illustrates this with a touching story that goes back to the time when he served as the leader of all the Dominicans worldwide. He was paying a visit to his Dominican sisters and brothers in Rwanda in the wake of the terrible genocide there. And he spent time one evening with a Canadian priest who was very desolate. Nearly all his friends had died and everything he had worked so hard to achieve had been destroyed. There seemed no future at all. But then Father Radcliffe goes on to tell how the very next Christmas, he received a Christmas card from that priest. It was a picture of himself holding two chubby Rwandan babies. And under the picture, he had written the words, Africa has a future. Every Christmas, when we remember the birth of Christ, we look backwards in time, yes, but we also look to the Christ being born among us now. And for that reason, we can say the same thing as the priest in Rwanda. We are able to say that humanity has a future. And isn't that a message we all desperately need to hear, that humanity has a future? So much around us says otherwise, doesn't it? So much around us spells defeat. So many of our efforts come to naught. So many human enterprises collapse under the weight of hatred, selfishness, extremism. Look at our divided nation. Look at the rise of nationalism, racism around the world. Look at the millions of refugees desperate for asylum with children in tow and babes in arms. Look at the dark ghettos of world poverty, some of them right in our own city. Look at the poverty of our own lives. But then, then look also at the Christ. The Christ of Bethlehem, yes, but the Christ of here and now as well. The Christ we carry in our hearts. The Christ whose sacraments sustain us on our journey. The Christ we meet in the least of our sisters and brothers. The Christ whose gospel still pricks and prods our consciences and the consciences of millions. My friends, we celebrate a birthday at Christmas, but we celebrate much more. We celebrate the embrace by the all-merciful God of our broken world and of our broken selves. 
We celebrate the fact that not only did God once came to be one of us, but that God still does, still continues to come among us in countless ways, human ways, sometimes surprisingly human ways, ways we can touch and ways that touch us. He comes in word and sacrament. He comes in bread and wine. And he comes in the flesh and blood of our brothers and sisters, the ones we love and the ones we find it hard to love. This is why Christmas is as much about now as it is about then. Oh, it's fine to remember the then. In fact, it's important that we do, important that we dim the lights, trim the trees, sing the carols, give the gifts, and visit the crib. We must, but we must not stay there. We must look around us and see where hope is showing its face today in two people falling in love, in the birth of a baby, in love showered on an aging parent, in the educating of a child, in young people reminding us about the environment, in the sheltering of the poor, the welcoming of refugees, the awakening of a conscience, the conversion of a heart, the dialogue between religions, the pursuit of justice, the search for peace. Each of those flashes of hope, my friends, gives us a glimpse of the face of the loving God who in Bethlehem's manger showed us his face and continues to show us his face in Jesus Christ who dwells among us. My friends, Christmas means that God loves us. I say loves, not loved. Christmas means that God is part of our family and we are part of God's family. Ever since God took on our flesh, Christmas became an ongoing thing, a forever thing, not a once upon a time thing. Let me conclude with this little poem from a contemporary Scottish poet. Light looked down and saw the darkness. I will go there, said Light. Peace looked down and saw war. I will go there, said Peace. Love looked down and saw hatred. I will go there, said love. So he, the Lord of light, the Prince of peace, the King of love, came down and crept in beside us. My friends, the King of love did creep in beside us, and he is still beside us. That's why there is hope. That's why there is joy. That's why we're here. Merry Christmas.